Welcome to episode three of The Cycle. It is Monday, August 2nd, 2021. I'm Brandon Bordo from Baby Blue Memories, alongside Greg Horn and Brady Cross of Your Diwuze. Welcome to the podcast, gentlemen. Episode number three, we're going to be looking at a bunch of scores and future fixtures in the baseball world. Plus, speaking of fixtures, I always associated that term with European soccer or football. There we go. That's how we say European football. And a couple of uh, girls teams from Gahnawagi participating in soccer, including a big win for our U17 girls this past week. Let's get it started with the lineup. And first, we're going to look at U9s uh, tonight. Yellow and blue, 6 p.m. That starts at Maddie's Park. Tomorrow, the red team taking on the yellow team. Yellow and blue, a showdown for first place in the league standings. That's happening tonight at 6 p.m. And uh, coming up later on during the show, we're going to take a look at uh, 2019 President's Cup's memories. As this time, two years ago, 730 days ago, really seems like it's been a heck of a lot longer. We're going to go through that rundown with uh, Greg, who was right there for the President's Cup and also for the 2013 President's Cup, for that matter. So we'll take a look at a little more in-depth as to some of the memories that were generated during the 2019 tournament. Uh, U9 Girls Red, a.k.a. the Pinkhawks, a narrow 13-12 road loss against the Candiac Cubs this past weekend. They are at St. Lambert next Sunday, which is August 8th, and then a rematch at home at Maddie's 6 o'clock when they take on the Candiac Fuchsia Cubs Still looking for their first win of the year. Uh, Ganyet the Gerdu Gilbert's uh, purple team, the U9 girls, 17-12 winners against that Fuchsia Cubs team. They get back to 500. They're 6-6. Six six. They're off this weekend. The hottest team in Gahnawake right now is the U11B Warhawks. Seventh straight win, including a home run which left the field, courtesy of uh, Tate and Nolan, the hottest team in town. Now 8-2 and two in the league standings following an 11-4 win over Pierre Fall. Uh, they are actually against the Pierre Fall Red Sox. That'll be taking place uh, tonight. or No, sorry, Wednesday night. And then Friday, they're back home for a 6 o'clock start against the Lachine A's. Then they'll be taking on the DDO Dodgers August 7th. They're in a three-way battle for first place right now. Actually, in the loss column, tied for second. With the DDO Royals, who beat them earlier this season by a score of 6-1, to the one team running rapid and rap- running wild with that league is the 13-0-1 St. Laurent Noir Crush. But they beat the Warhawks barely at the beginning of the year by a final score of 7-6. And the Warhawks since have added two players in Nolan and Ryder McCumber who have really stepped up and been huge contributors to that team. So the U11Bs... Now have won seven straight. They are eight and two, tied for second in the league standings. U11 A's uh, lost by a score of 13-10 against Surwa Blue, but the game before that, they came back to win in spectacular fashion. Down 10 to three, they come back and throw out Ruwa Zizayani Daibo, who comes in, pitches three innings, gives up one run, and then goes three for three at the plate. And the Warhawks come back from being down 7 to win 12-11 at home over the Gris Voltageers. Uh, they got three games this upcoming seven days. 
Thursday, they will be at home. They'll take on the Preskill Pirates. Friday, on the road against the Sirwa Voltageers Red Team. And then Monday, on the road against the so far winless Lachine A's. Uh, the game time for all three of those starts seven o'clock or sorry six thirty. U thirteen have now won four straight games. Uh, this past week, Monday to be exact, a fifteen seven win over the West Island Expos. Cade Stacy hitting for the cycle. How about that? A first time I've ever seen a cycle hit at that level. And they war the Warhawks hit five home runs in that game, including back to back to back home runs so the warhawks uh looking very good in that game Jaden norton hitting a home run as well as Cade stacy who hit a home run and in that game as well two home runs hit by jordan norton he Cade, and jada went back to back to back in that uh, second inning or the third inning in which the warhawks uh poured it on the expos made it a three-run game but then five home runs in the or five runs in the open inning Put that game out of reach to so the Warhawks 15-7 win. They've actually pulled up to the number four spot in the league standings after being three and four. They have now won four straight, seven, four, and two. They're back at in action tonight over at the hospital ball field, seven o'clock start against the DDO Braves. That's a team that's neck and neck with them right now in the league standings. So the Warhawks hoping to get to number five. The drive for five again starts 7 p.m. first pitch. Hospital Ballfield Warhawks taking on the DDO Braves. U15s uh, in action this past week and a couple of losses falling 14-6 on Saturday to Preskill. They are 0-4 in the league standing since joining the A division. And it looks like uh, they're going to be staying up for the good majority of the season or the rest of the season. But there's a possibility of them playing regionals at the A at the B level. They're at the Sirwa Red Team, which features uh, Ganhawa Gironu, Dahamea Nolan. He's on the Red of uh, Sirwa Voltageers. That game will be Wednesday at Park Franco. That's uh, right next to Harmony School, the elementary school. And that'll be a 7 o'clock start. They host Lakeshore on Saturday at 10 o'clock in the morning. And then they'll be back at Lachine against the A's on Monday. So they will be at Lachine on Monday night at the same time as the U11As will be in Lachine Monday night as well. U18s, how about this? A 13-8 win at Pierre Fall for their first win at the A level. They were up 13-5 in this game and really looked like a team that more than just belonged at the A level. They looked like they could compete at the A level. Uh, they did drew, uh, drop a 17-6 home game against the St. Laurent Crush. This past weekend, so they're one and three in league standing since being promoted to the A division. They'll be back in action this upcoming, or actually tonight. They got a seven seven fifteen start at Park Alexander against the Lakeshore Blues, and then Saturday they're back at home, one o'clock start against the Valleyfield Reds. So we got two venues. At the sports complex this weekend, or in Ganhawagi, which will play host to doubleheaders. This uh, U15, U18s, of course, 10 p.m., 10 a.m., 1 p.m. this upcoming Saturday, which is August 7th. And also Saturday, August 7th, back-to-back -back games at home for the U16s. Playing, or sorry, for the, U, the U11 girls 
They got uh, the Preskill Pirates, 10.30 and 1 o'clock. They're at home at Maddie's Park. They play the 2-6-1 Pirates. Uh, the Girl Hawks in that division, 4-3-1. They currently lead the division, the Lac St. Louis division. Uh, they're playing host to the team, which is second in Preskill, the Pirates, uh, this Saturday. Back-to-back games, 10.30 and 1 p.m. U16 girls lost 15-11 to the Pierrefonds Cardinals. And then the second half of that doubleheader dropped an 11-8 to decision. They had two call-ups, however, in the lineup. They've dropped to 3-7. and seven. They will be at Laval against the Black Tornado this Sunday, 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. And uh, we will take a look now at some others who are participating. Uh, other Gahnawagenonu in other leagues, of course, could be playing at the A level in the division where we don't have, which is exactly the case for the U13s, uh, the Voltageers Red featuring Tyson Coyer and Callan Stacy. They are 2 9 and 2. They just dropped an 11 6 decision. Uh, they will be playing host to Soulange on Thursday. That's at Parc Legier. Also on the road tomorrow night against that same St. Lazar Mustangs team. That'll be a 7 o'clock start, 2-9-2. mentioned on the season. Uh, Kyer actually leading that Voltageers team in innings pitched. He's pitched 20. He's just pitched a shade over 20 innings uh, for the Voltageers team this year, so definitely a key component uh, to their success. Jackson McCumber and Royce White currently playing for the Voltageers Red at the U11A level, 10 wins, 4 losses on the season following a 12-10 win over Preskill, 14-4 win over Sir Wagree. So they have won 6 of their last 7 games, and they will play host to Gahnawage this upcoming Saturday. That's August 7th and a 10.30 a.m. start. Uh, Warhawks won the only head-to-head meeting between the two teams this year. That was a 13-9 decision. And now it's time to go around and hit for the cycle. Let's do it. First base, U15s and U18s. So that's our single. Uh, promoted to the A-League. And the U17 girls blanking Ormstown in girls soccer by a score of 3 to nothing. Mia Malush, two goals. Leah Mator had a single as the U17 girls got a full, a strong foothold on second place in that league. They're competing with Mercier, Shattigay, Ormstown, and they are in action tonight against third place Shattigay at 7 o'clock over at the Sports Complex Field. So no shortage of things to do this upcoming week. Uh, we're in the midst of what would be lacrosse season, um, minor minor lacrosse basically going to provincials, uh, playoffs, finals. Usually the QSLL finals would be happening by this point, at least the playoffs. And then, of course, uh, we'd be looking at lacrosse, uh, maybe Founders Cup, uh, the OLA, OLA Junior A and Junior Bs getting down to the wire. So we'd be having this, plus baseball regionals, plus soccer, plus a whole lot. And even in the absence of lacrosse, or at least lacrosse here, there's plenty to do. Got to give a shout-out to Cayman Dybo, too, who scored his first goal at the OLA Junior A level, playing for Orangeville along with uh, Trey Deard. Happened to see that little clip of uh, Trey getting into a get into a fight with someone from uh, I think it was uh, Whippy. Yeah, it was Whippy, and uh, um, you know I got a I got a phone call from Andrew Suter saying, uh, <laughs> "Hey, you know you got to check this out." Uh, you know, and uh, he he w- he was upset that um, 
the 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 player from uh, from Whitby went after uh, trade year. Um, of course, Andrew Suter plays for the Ganawagi Mohawks mm-hmm. or has played for the Ganawagi Mohawks. Uh, uh, last the last time we had a, a, uh, we were able to have a season, um, and he's also a a, a junior Northman uh, alumni. So he really takes uh, takes care of uh you know of, of players from that team and uh you know he was he was really upset uh by what happened to trey but uh he was also really excited to see uh some some uh youth lacrosse players from gonna get playing for uh his his uh hometown team and also really happy to see uh trey stand up for himself suits is no stranger to some of the some of that uh, some of the tussle oh yeah for sure <laughs> you know uh if people who don't know who Andrew Suter is, uh, you know he's a National Lacrosse League uh, lacrosse player, mm-hmm. uh, and and he's he's one of the tough guys in the league, yep. and uh, you know and and he's he's known to to drop the gloves when needed. Yes, definitely. I think the first time I seen him fight at the, at uh, the senior B level, at least with the War Mohawks, was uh, against the Muskies. I think it was Messina. Yeah, in yeah, Messina. Yeah, it was in, in Messina, and uh, I we shared a video of that. Yeah, um, actually, a very good tilt, by the way. very entertaining tilt. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. And, and then uh, at the 2019 Presidents Cup, in our game against the uh, against Halifax. Yeah, the uh, the Mooseheads, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Nova Scotia All Stars. We'll just call them the Atlantic Schooners for now. Yeah, um, during during that game uh one of their players was uh, was taking liberties with uh, a bunch of our, our players and uh suits uh went went near him and uh <laughs> the guy uh said well okay let's tussle and uh, want to dance <laughs> yeah and, and and suits not one to back down uh no. went, went right after him and uh you know it was probably one of the most entertaining lacrosse fights that uh anybody's seen in a while yeah uh the one that would always come to mind to me was 2009 when logan kane fought chucky Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a really like that was a really good tilt. It just seemed like both it was youth against the veteran, the, the rookie, the senior A rookie, or senior B rookie against the the veteran, and yeah. neither was giving an inch. Oh yeah, and that, really that was one. also a really good a really good tilt. Yes, it was a very entertaining tilt. We got to get back to the cycle though because we're going to be stuck on these tilts all day. Uh, as mentioned, the singles going to the U15s and U18s for being promoted to A. U17 girls soccer. Also getting a single for a three nothing win over Armstrong. How about the double? The U thirteens, Jaden Norton, Jordan Norton, Cade Stacy, back to back to back home runs to put a game out of reach. Cade also hit for a cycle in that game. Jordan also hit two home runs in that game. No shortage of highlights uh, from that one. And uh, the triple would have to go to the U eleven Bs who have now won seven straight games. Seven in a row, they've gone from a one and two start to eight and two, tied for second in the loss column, but they do control their own destiny because of the amount of games in hand they have on second place DDO, who are the DDO Royals. And they have a one-run loss this year against the team that's 13-0-1. That's the Sailor Ron Noir crush. But the Warhawks had a two-run lead going into the open inning of that game. So clearly they're competitive, and they've added two players since then who can really make a difference for their team. And lastly, the home run. How in the world can you go against this 10-3 game? Warhawks losing. U11As losing. And then they go on an unbelievable 9-1 run to finish the game and win 12-11. And the bases were loaded with zero outs, and the game tied, and the Warhawks batting. 
and then strikeout, strikeout. So you're down to two outs, bases loaded, game tied, final inning. Wow. That's so that's something we always dream about, right? That's maybe in the World Series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the ba- base is loaded, and uh, Ruwada Haji Jacobs comes up with the clutch hit, drill- drilling one at the center field, and the Warhawks celebrate with a 12-11 win there. Also taking uh, place tonight, forgot to mention, uh, Daha Mayo Nolan's uh, red team, the Red Voltage Years, playing at 7 tonight at my favorite park, Parkley said, I love the... That's in, geez, it's kind of like the middle of nowhere, but right in between St. Lazar and the 20. Okay. So it, it pretty much is in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> I love it, though. It's a, it's a great field to be at. And the ball, the in center field, you have a fire station with the truck sometimes outside. You'll see the truck outside every once in a while. One of the more entertaining things you'll see. And uh, that is going to do it for this. Coming up, uh, we're going to do a little stretch seventh inning stretch and uh greg we we were talking about this a little bit off air memory came up on my facebook because everything's associated with that nowadays right but on this day back four years ago or at least this past weekend it was the four-year anniversary of the 2017 qsll finals which you played against the mohawks played against the capital region axman three games all three were really entertaining games though and the mohawks by that Punched the ticket into the 2017 President's Cup, a tournament which you guys came in fifth. But two years ago, around this month, actually during this month, it must have been the absolute most hectic month you can imagine as you were getting ready to host the 2019 tournament. Yeah, the 2019 tournament was, uh, the 2019 President's Cup was quite the experience. Um, You know, thinking back, back to right around now, um we might have just got the the schedule um finalized mm-hmm. and approved and that and that was that was probably the biggest challenge of hosting uh the tournament last time yeah. uh is because uh the format for the tournament changed slightly um in that it had to be a full round robin yeah. no matter how many teams were were present um so and following the CLA's semi-annual meeting in June uh I think 10 provinces uh, or 10 uh, leagues had said that they were going to be sending uh, representatives. So that uh, so so that means we have to find 10, 10 games, schedule 10 games, uh, you know, for, for all the teams. And uh, it, it, it was becoming a logistical nightmare because it, everybody has to play everybody, but you only have a week to get the tournament done. Yeah. So, so we started looking at second venues in, in the area to maybe host a game or two a day. Um, but again, uh, at that, uh, you know, if, if anybody familiar with the President's Cup, it's uh, held at the end of August when in Quebec, traditionally, um, hockey starts, uh, ho- hockey tryouts and practices resume yeah. and or the arenas are preparing for hockey to start. So there's there's not many arenas that are available for for lacrosse at that time yeah i can remember 2017 like the last time i remember having nine seen nine teams in a tournament having to play a full round robin you remember that's the year that uh saskatoon came down and uh of course there was a team from nova scotia that was in there in addition to the can-am like the traditional teams bc uh alberta quebec 
uh, the first nation, well, whatever it is now, the ILA, they like to refer to it as. <coughs> I, ILA and Can-Am, so there's two different ones, but they're the same provincial organization. Yeah, I would always look at the Can-Am. The Can-Am would always have, like, their own team. Yeah. They, and then the First Nations would be the Muskies, the Braves, the Indians, maybe Tyandonega uh, a couple of years. In 2016, Tyandonega was the rep. Yep. Yeah. They, you guys had a great game there that year. It was, oh, yeah. You guys beat them 10-9. It was a really, really close game. And then you were in the same pool with the Native Sons that year. Oh, yeah. That, was, uh, Sons. that, w- that was a really fun tournament. Langley, uh, too. Yeah. Langley Warriors. Yeah, that was that was a really fun tournament that year. And, uh, you know, it, it was something that's, you know, I, I think every time, we you, you know, a team makes the President's Cup, it's uh, it's something special. Yeah. Um, and, but when when you have a team that you know that can, can do very well, uh, it's even it's even that more much more special, and then uh, when you're hosting it as well, uh, you know, to be able to to, to showcase uh, to the community what the 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 lacrosse talent is that we have. Yeah, because that that year of 2019, I should say, the last time we had a tournament, tournament started off very well. You guys beat Snake Island, the Muskies, who were the ILA reps, beat them. By eight or nine, I think it was. I'm not quite sure how much it was, but memory serves out. It was something like 16-7 or 17-8. Yeah, something like that. And then you played against the uh, Nova Scotia team the next game. Again, handled your business. I think it got a little chippy. You mentioned with the Andrew Suter uh, yeah. getting into a, fat, a fight. It got a little chippy at the end. I think you might have hung on to win like a high-scoring game. Yeah, it was like... It, it was like- 19 to to 12 or something in the, that area. Like really entertaining. And then the third game comes around. I believe you end up playing the Bucks. No, not the Bucks. He played Six Nations. No, in our third, third game uh, on the Tuesday. It was a Tuesday. Wednesday uh, was a Riverman. Yeah, on the Tuesday we played uh, Ottawa. Yeah, the Axemen. Yeah, that that play, was that night. Yeah, that was the night where, uh, where Ang- night. Angus went, went down. It was that night. Yeah, yeah. and... Uh, I can remember that game because it just felt it just felt like if you overcame that you can overcome anything because you remember you were up three nothing to start they scored those last two goals of the period three two at the end of the first and we're literally just about to go on to off air to go to commercial at the the radio station and I'm like you know what let's stick around here something's going on and I remember thinking like I wish I could go back in time because I said. Angus's name on air, but I didn't. I didn't intend to scare people, but I thought he just went down with like cramping. Yeah, cramping in his leg. You know, and I, I think that was 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 what a lot of people had thought. Uh, you know that you know he tripped or, or or he went down. He was cramping or 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 you know heat exhaustion or whatever. But uh, you know, not not realizing that that it was uh, as serious as it was. Yeah, right? yeah. I could just remember you can hear a pin drop in that arena the whole time. And I know some cameras are rolling. If anyone ever has footage of that, do not show me. Yes. Do not show any of us because we can all remember what we were thinking about. And then Wednesday, I think you guys might have had like a little bit of that emotional hangover because when you go through something like that, a real roller coaster, remember the Axemen actually took like a 5-3 or a 6-3 lead on you guys. You come back and you win the game. Everyone's jubilant. 55 is on everybody's status. And then you're playing against the Rivermen, a bunch of guys who really know how to play. And, like, after the first period, really, it was like 
there's yeah, nothing left. Almost. Yeah, because because I mean, you know, the the, the guys uh, went through a very emotional thing the night before, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and 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 seeing uh, you know one of their their best friends and teammate yep. go down, uh, coming back and winning for him. And then you know you're on emotional high, and then then you you know what goes up what must come down, and then the next day was was a bit of a diff, difficult uh, game, and then uh, you know it took a few days to, to 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 work things out and 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 move move forward right and yeah. um, you know uh, you know it was it was you know in the room it was very uh, it was a very emotional week uh, you absolutely know, you know to say the least and then. Um, you know, tying against the Bucks and and then uh, the Ladner game too was really difficult. Yeah, you know, and, and that was a game that we you know we thought we had in the bag, and then it kind of just got away from us a little bit. And then uh, you know, then then at the end of the, the you know, I think that uh, that week was was filled with emotional ups and downs because uh, then then uh, for the final game of the round robin, we're playing the Miners. Yeah, the the San Albert Miners, who who we we lost. In a very good game to in uh, the 2016 yeah, uh, gold medal game, uh, and then played them again in 2017 uh, in Six Nations. Uh, Dropped that game to them, and, and and that was you know the format of that tournament. Um, we were in a must-win scenario, and we had to win. Uh, that, like we had to win that morning, then we had to win against against them that night. Yeah, yeah, uh, the back to back. Yeah, too. against uh, Nova Scotia, and then. Uh, against them, and then you know the, the stage was set, but we had to beat them by eleven or something to 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 to, to win the tiebreaker. Yeah. Uh, so it was you know a very emotional thing, and uh, you know getting to them and then saying, okay, all right, this is a game that we we want to win and we need to win. Uh, we're not out of medal contention at this point. Uh, there was still a bunch of different scenarios that that could have put us in, into the gold medal game. Yeah. Uh, of course, we had to win, and then. Uh, we needed, uh, you know, looking at the, how how things were were were, were shaping up. Um, Six Nations needed to beat, beat the Bucks. Beat the Bucks, uh, but Six Nations decided to rest some of their their top players, and um, you know, and, and the Bucks came out strong. And yep. and, and uh, right before our game started, they they won, and uh, I was like, all right, that's it. We're we're not going to the gold medal game, but we still have a chance to. Uh, finish very strong here. Let's get out and and play the game that we can that we know we can play, and you know we, we go, we're going against the miners and we we know they're a very very tough team and very. Don't accomplished forget team. they got eliminated too from the gold medal game because the Bucks won. The yeah. Bucks win. Olymp knocked you out, knocked them out, knocked Ottawa out. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So and and then we, you know we get there and then then now it's uh you know we're losing uh, by going, three goals I by think, three goals know. going into the third. Um, you know, and, and, and guys were, 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 were hurt and it was, it's just very rough. And then, uh, you know, we're going down to the last minute and you, sc- you scored a power play goal with like a minute and change left to yeah. make it a one goal game. Yeah. To make it a one goal game. Then, um, you know, there's one possession left. Yeah. <laughs> they have the ball. They call timeout. Yeah. They call timeout in their own zone. There's like twenty, maybe twenty seconds left. I know the shot clock is no longer a factor. Yeah. So so uh, Bats draws up a play, and puts out um, uh, Mark Steenhaus, um, Rooster, um, Rue. Yeah. 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 Rue. Uh, Hunter Hemlock. Um, 
Ryan Hotaling, yeah, uh, you know, creates this this play and and, and it's a pressure play, uh, you know, uh, with, with with some of our our, our fast guys right uh, playing back, uh, covering you know the the net's empty, uh, and then you have um, uh, Rooster uh, uh, right out in front pre- making a pressure, uh, you know, putting out pressure, mm-hmm. and then. They, 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 all they had to do was hold the ball. Yeah, really. That's, that's, that's what all they had to do was hold the ball. They, they, they throw the ball down and then someone picks it up. Holding picks it up and passes it up, gets it to Hunter. Yeah. Hunter sprints up the floor as the, as, as the clock is dying out, he gets a last second shot. Yes. Off and, you know, and and it's it's a good shot, but you know, shooting against Aaron Bold, yeah, uh, you know, one of the best goaltenders in the National Lacrosse League, and he 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 say, makes the save, and right at the doorstep is is Mark Steenhouse. Yeah, he picks up the ball and nets it with 0.4 seconds left in one motion, in one motion, and, and and to 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 tie the game, uh, to send <laughs> it to overtime. You know, that was. You know that was just something else, and then uh, you know, uh, no, actually that was that was to, that was to win the game. That was to tie it. To tie you guys it. are down nine eight, but there was no overtime. I don't think. Okay, it, there's that, no that. overtime, and that 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 gave us uh, the tie. That gave us the point that, that to eliminate Ottawa, uh, Ottawa, uh, Ottawa. But it also it, it meant that we uh, we would be playing the uh, the miners again the next day for for the. The, the bronze medal. Their equipment manager was actually right next to me, and as soon as that goal, the ball went, the the auto, the Axman uh, manager was right next to me. As soon as that goal went in, he realized, yeah, we have the same amount of points as the Mohawks, but the Mohawks have the head to head. So he's like, oh, so we're not playing tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and and then at that point too, um, you know, they the the, the miners were were trying to get the goal overturned. Because, I remember that yeah, too. They, they wanted to get it overturned, not not because they didn't want to play us again, because they wanted to play Ottawa and beat them in in the bronze medal game. Yeah, because Ottawa beat them in the round robin, so yeah. I think revenge might have been like yeah, right, that, that was exactly what they wanted to do. I, I, I spoke with uh, some of their players afterwards, and uh, you know, and it, it 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 was just one of those things that that you know it was it it, it you know going. Looking back at it, it's it, it, it's it's a it's a good memory, and uh, you know, even though we didn't win the 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 gold medal and and and, and you know get the Presidents Cup in Gatawanga for the first time, yeah, um, winning that that bronze medal uh, by defeating the Miners the next day, it, it was to me that was you know, it it, it was as as if we won won. It was like the most satisfying bronze medal. I, I think it was the happiest bronze medal I've ever because I've. I remember when you guys beat Tri City in 08 for bronze. Uh, you won a you won another bronze medal too in in 08. Yeah, yeah. in 08. That was the Sherwood Park. Yeah, that was the Sherwood Park year. Then you go to the bronze medal game in 2011. You lose in 2010. You won a bronze in BC. It felt like this was like that one time. You know, they say you lose silver but you win bronze. I never felt that. I always felt like there was just like okay, we got a medal, whatever. But then in 2019, you guys win bronze, and it's like legitimately like a great feeling yeah because be, yeah because i mean because the, the, you know it was a very emotional week uh yeah. you know there was a lot of a lot of things happen it's a long tournament and 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 in and, uh, a very short period of time and there's a lot of games it's half of a season's worth of of lacrosse in yeah. in one week and 
you know, there, there's a lot of players that were banged up and, uh, you know, Angus was, was in the hospital recovering and, yeah. uh, you know, and, and, and to win, uh, the, 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 the bronze, it, it did really feel, feel like gold. Just a, a little note for you, please, please take into consideration, like everybody in a round robin, like a full round robin gets to play against each other, but it eliminates the semifinal. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I, I was trying to fight against. Because uh, in, in 2013 we we also had to have full round robin, yeah. But there was a semi, yeah. Be, be, uh, and that was because there was there was less teams and it was easier to schedule, yeah. And uh, we as 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 the tournament organizers, we felt that we needed to have a semifinal because there was something, you know, it gives everybody a chance to mm -hmm. to, to have something, you know. Okay, we, we need to be in top four. Uh, at the end of the week, and then we're gonna get in. We're gonna get into the semifinal, and then uh, you know, win and we're in. And instead of just being the top two teams going going forward, and I and I think that format is horrible. Yeah, I don't like it either. And we we had tried, and and that was one of the things that we were arguing with the the CLA for was was to get a semifinal. Yeah. And we were looking at different ways. And then when, when uh, the, the Saskatchewan team dropped out, said, okay, great. This makes it makes it a little bit easier and we can do uh, a semifinal. They're like, and, and, and they told me, no, it was ends or buts about it, that any schedule that included a semifinal that year would not be approved. Which is really disappointing because in 2018, there was a semifinal with the same amount of teams playing a full round robin. Yeah. So, and that, and that was the, there was, there was changes that were made. Uh, every year they try to tweak things a little bit during the semi-annual meeting and annual meeting. And that was one of the things because uh, in 2013, the first time that I was a part of the host committee, there, there, there was a guide that, that said, okay, if there's this many teams, this is the format and this is the playoffs. These are tie-breaking rules. These, this, and, and if this happens, then, then all this. But by, by 2019, it was, okay, it's a full round robin and that's it. Yeah. Just remarkable. Hopefully in 2022, we can complain about this in real life to people in the President's Cup at their faces, you know, in their presence, because that'll mean we're there. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, you know, it's going to be again in, in St. Albert, uh, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, they, they've been awarded the, pre the next President's Cup for the last two seasons yeah. <laughs> just because... <laughs> Uh, you know, and, and, and they've, they've been planning, uh, you know, very, uh, very diligently. And then the pandemic, uh, put the break, the breaks on everything. And, uh, you know, talking with their GM, uh, Jordan Cornfield, yep. uh, you know, his, his very eager to show, um, the lacrosse world, what kind of tournament they can put on. I mean, because, um, Whenever Gunawage hosts the President's Cup, we set the, set the bar high for the next host. Yeah, and 20, 2016 was a great tournament. I thought they did a really good job. It was well run, well organized. They had their volunteers in line. They had guys literally in the penalty box just to open the doors and close them. So I thought they did a really good job there. Uh, 2016, 2018, 2019 were all great tournaments to be a part of and to be there and to watch it. So hopefully 2022 we could do the same. I, I hope you've uh, all stretched out back at home. That was a real good stretch, bringing back some memories from uh, yesteryear, it almost seems like at this point. It was only two years ago. Less yeah. than two years <laughs> yeah. ago, this tournament was happening. Yeah, and that was the last time that we, we had uh, any competitive lacrosse in the community. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and that's something that, you know, we're, 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 we're 
eager to get back to. We're, we're, we're anxious. Uh, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, we, we get to that, uh, full lacrosse seasons next year, next year. Yeah. That's definitely one thing that we're hoping for. Uh, if you have, if you don't have any plans tonight, I'll make some plans for you. Head on down to the hospital ball field. U 13 B's are in action at seven o'clock. Head on over to Maddie's park. It's uh, blue against yellow tonight at 6 PM. Or if you feel like going for a little hike or a little drive, head on down to park Alexander in point Claire, seven 15 start. Our U18s in action, taking on Lakeshore Blue. We've appreciated the time that you've taken to listen to us, and we're hoping that you'll be back for episode number four of The Cycle. This, of course, a joint project, Baby Blue Memories, alongside your was a Greg, pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It's great to be here live. Hoping to see you again in a couple of weeks. And Daniel Gore for joining us. So we'll be back in two weeks' time. Anna.